0: Welcome to Foothills Youth Podcast, where we help people follow Jesus. I hope these resources are a blessing to you. We are a student ministry based out of Northwest Calgary, and our hope, our desire, is that we see students become resilient disciples in a post-Christian nation. So may this podcast just be a blessing to you in your journey. <laughs> <clears> okay. <throat> yeah. Well. We're literally going to talk about something I have never, ever, 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 ever in my whole entire lifetime being in the church, I don't think I've ever spoken about or ever heard about spoken about. Um, And that is uh, Satanism. Um, I sort of kind of picked it because it's Halloween tomorrow, (laughs) hello, and we're going through different worldviews and religions. But I'm just going to give a quick precursor to Satanism. Uh, there's no such thing as just one type of Satanism. There's people who believe, and I'll get into this, there's people who say they're Satanists, but they don't actually believe Satan exists. And so, I mean, you talk about Christianity, you talk about, and, and people who say that they're Christians, you get, like, whole perspectives on, like, what they say and what they believe and what their theology is. Um, I was trying to think of an uh, an interesting story of experience that I've had with Satanists, and I would have to say I've had zero. i um, I've never I've never talked to somebody who's claims to be a Satanist. I know that there is a church who meets here in Calgary. I don't exactly remember where, um, but uh, they don't have an official building or anything. You would say uh, they're a bit of like a plant in a sense. Um, so yes, we're, uh, <clears throat> the history behind it's a little weird. Little, there's nothing really there as far as like, this is how it started and this is how we've gotten here. Um, until about 19, like early 1900s. Um, but basically, it's, it was a response to Christianity. It was a going against Christianity. Uh, and I'm just going to run through what they uh, believe. And so how they were, how they put together criteria for identifying Satanists was formed in 1486. Now, remember, it's 1486. There's a lot of other things that happened in 1486, it doesn't make a lot of sense. So when you see these, these are also coming from um, just what they observed in this. So one was satanic pacts. You made a promise to Satan about something that if you gave, um, kind of in a sense you sold your soul. Uh, There's perversions of Christian rituals, like uh, basically what we would practice uh, as, as the church, they would literally just be opposites of that. Whatever that might be Uh, and there's stuff like unbaptism Where you can go and you can basically get your baptism taken away uh, If you want to like revoke it or um, There's a a lot of different things and also I'll have time for questions after my knowledge on this is relatively I didn't put PowerPoint because pictures were really weird um, And I just didn't feel like we needed to go there necessarily Um, Another one was cannibalism and secrecy now Key point: It's different than witchcraft. Witchcraft is different than Satanism. Uh, witchcraft is the belief or the practice of dark arts and dark magic, without a belief necessarily in a higher power or another power. Whereas Satanists, they believe that you know they they follow Satan, um, or so badly they or they just say they're Satanists and they don't actually believe, but they like what Satanists do. So the two people who basically have made it to where it is today. One guy named Alistair Crawley and Anton LaVey. Um, so, and Alistair Crawley. So, he never claimed to be a Satanist. He never said, Hey, I'm a Satanist. He was, uh, but a lot of his writings were like what influenced Satanism today. A lot of what he wrote and um, pretty rebellious, pretty in light of his um, his his problem with Christianity, his his wounds, I would say, also with Christianity. So, like, poor guy. Like, when he was a kid, he took interest in some of the, I say poor guy. I think this, this would be a wound that he's carrying around, or was, because he's very dead. Um, but um, <clears throat> when he was a kid, he took an interest in some of the bad characters, like the evil characters in the Bible. Do you want to know what his mom called him? called he She called him the beast six 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 from revelation i don 't know if any of us have ever been called anything like that from our mothers before, but I would say that 's a good push out the door from Christianity if I was you um, that's that's that 's a big oof, but he kind of also went and a lot of the fruit of his life was he was cast out of different occult groups, um, so he was a Uh, he was a unique character, I'll say that. Um, But a lot of his writings were, uh, he was looking and looking for something that was satisfying him in his desires. Uh, And when I say desires, I mean like um, sexual, violence, and the like, etc., etc., etc. So there's there's a lot there. Um, And then Anton LaVey, this guy was really interesting. He founded what's now called the Church of Satan in 1966. Uh, And basically their church falls into a category called public satanism and i'm going to tell you there's like different different kinds of satanism um published what they have as the satanic bible and just a few points from this this is this is what they believe i grabbed this from their website which is also a really um interesting place And so this is what he believes, or what they claim to believe. Satan represents indulgence instead of abstinence. Satan represents vital existence instead of spiritual pipe dreams. Satan represents undefiled wisdom instead of hypocritical deceit. Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love. Instead of love wasted on ingrates. Word for word, I'm just quoting. Um, Satan represents vengeance instead of turning the other cheek. And like, a lot of this is just kind of in light of what Christianity believes. They just, you know, believe the opposite. Um, two ways Satanists view Satan. One, they believe he's a powerful force who, if worshipped, will meet your rewards to devotees aligned with his course. So you do what he wants, he'll reward you. Um, Harry Potter fans, where are we? Yeah? A couple of you, Sort of? Okay, so uh, people who would follow Voldemort, I would put them into this category. Only in this, yeah, he's the bad guy. You know, whatever. Um, but by doing so, he was as these these people were as good to him as much as they did what he wanted to. Um, <coughs> same sort of idea with this belief in Satan. Um, then there are those who don't believe in the existence of the devil but practice the craft for a variety of reasons. So there are a number of different groups. One is traditional. They're very secretive. They hated. They hate Christianity, they celebrate Black Mass, which is a literal opposite of what the Roman Catholics believe. So it's pretty, I I don't want to go into so much detail because it's just, it's just, basically what they'll do is instead of like they'll, you know how Christianity, we believe that when, uh, what is communion in the Roman Catholicism, remember they believe in transubstantiation, they believe that they're actually drinking the blood of Jesus, whereas we believe it's representative of what has happened, right? I'm getting some nods just so that I know that I'm still making sense. Okay, what they will do is they will sacrifice an animal and they will drink its blood out of um, light and kind of in opposite of what Christianity does. And that's kind of how it started. It gets a lot deeper and a lot darker in some areas and some sects, but I'm not going to go there. Um, And then they believe that Satan exists. Non-traditional, they're also secretive, also show hatred towards Christianity, but Unlike Satanists, they formulate beliefs derived from non-Christian sources. So instead of just like, hey, I hate Christianity, we're going to do the opposite, it's like they gather info from other non-Christian sources, like they go on and read a bunch of philosophy from like Socrates, Plato, that sort of thing. Um, Even though some of what they write uh, is ironically Christian, um, or has Christian undertones. Public Satanists. These are non-secretive people. They hold, hold worship services in the open. Uh, I don't know if you guys read the news. I think it was earlier this year where where the Ten Commandment uh, monument down in where was it, North Carolina, South Carolina? Somebody help me out. No. Nope? Okay. Um, they they put up their big statue of I forget his name, but the guy with the goat head on his on his seat um, because they thought that since Christianity was able to have this sort of monument that should satanists, and so that's, they would, would be what you call public. Um, yeah. Uh, they're non-so-secretive. They're based on LaVey's Satanic Bible, so the beginning of the list that I had for you. And then there's the youth gang satanists, which they're kind of like dabblers. They just kind of like test the waters a little bit. Not super like, you know, gung-ho, but they just want to test it out, to see what they're doing. Um, but they entertain interest in it. And in the occult and Satanism through the influence of drugs and other sort of practices. Um, they see Satanism as a system or a symbol of rebellion against authority. For most, it's just kind of a passing fad. They just want to rebel and want an excuse to do so. Um, and they don't know what traditional Satanism is actually about. And they may or may not believe that Satan, that satan exists. Here's what's in Canada mostly it's what they're called neo Satanic churches. What that means is these are like public, like they have a website, you can learn all about them, um, but they're not like, we believe that Satan exists. They're, they're sort of that, um, that, that public Satanist, fall into that. Um, they work and move within the law, they won't break the law, whereas like you see the extreme side of Satanists, there's a lot of violence, there's a lot of a lot of things, but with this one they stay within the law, uh, it's the most visible in Canada. They don't adhere to that Satanic Bible, that I was the, the list that I was reading for you. Um, this is what I got from their website. There's like seven tenets of their practice. They don't call it faith. Um, one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in with re- accordance with reason. The struggle for justice is an ongoing and necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions. One's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. The freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. Um, To willfully and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Beliefs should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific fact to fit one's beliefs people are fallible if one makes a mistake one should do one's best to rectify it and make any resolve um, and or and <coughs> resolve any harm that one might have caused and every tenet is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility and in action and thought the spirit of compassion compassion wisdom and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word <clears throat> doesn't sound that bad Right, it actually sounds a lot like humanism. If you're familiar with humanism, it's basically like humanity. There is good in them, except these people think that they're fallible um, and that all good comes from humanity. And there's no belief in the supernatural. They both share, like, they look a lot alike, very close to, very close to humanism. And here's the thing. Bottom line with Satanism <clears throat> is that if you do for something or someone, you will receive in return a reward. But you can't get the reward until you do that something. right? If you look at most cults, most sects, most anything like that, you will see it's a give and take reward thing. You have to earn it in order to get it. Here's what Satan tries to do. Ultimately, when I see and I read anything about the Church of Satan, anything that might look good, appear good, it's that sometimes Satan, the best thing that the enemy can do is make us believe that he doesn't exist. Why would we be worried about a threat if we think that he doesn't exist? But the real the realism is he does. He has a hatred and revenge. He has hatred towards God and wants revenge. And he's furious. Romans 12:12. 12, 12. He talks about he's filled with fury because he knows his time is short. Um, and the devil who received and who deceived them was thrown into the lake of burning sulphur, where the beast and the false prophet had been thrown. They will be tormented day, night, forever and ever. Revelation 2010. 20, Matthew 25, 41 talks about where the place that has been prepared for the devil and his angels. He wants to usurp God, he wants to take God's spot. He wants to steal God, he wants to steal worship that is rightly God's. Matthew 4, 8 again. The devil took Jesus to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in the splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. And in First Timothy 5.15, Paul writes to Timothy and talks about how some have, in fact, already turned away to follow Satan. He wants to get back at God by hurting those he loves, his family. John 10.10 10 says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. And yet Jesus says that he's come to, he, they may have life have life to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand is not the shepherd who owns the sheep. So here's the bottom line of everything and what we're talking about in this entire series. I don't want this to be like the only thing you take and you go and quote me because you heard me say, oh, I heard Andrew, and you talk about somebody uh, or talk about a particular religion or conversation uh, about a religion, say, oh, my, my youth pastor said this, this, and this, so that must be true. This is literally just a conversation starter. I just want to prime the pump of you going and doing your own research Um, and when it comes to the Church of Satan uh, I would say maybe just I won't say don't because I don't want to sound like you I'm constricting you to a box but I'm saying be very careful in what you do because the enemy is very real he's very at work I have seen An experience for myself in people that I love and I know and people that I don't know what happens when they go down a path that the enemy draws them down. That doesn't mean I'm scared. That doesn't mean I'm fearful because I believe in Jesus. I have the authority because of Jesus in me that he's victorious and he's won. And more than I've seen the enemy at work, I've seen Jesus victorious over the enemy. And that's this is such a weird thing to talk about because it's literally, it's not like I'm talking about Jehovah's Witnesses or Mormons or anything like that where they feel like they've just gotten a little bit off or, or I'm just talking about another religion that, you know, seems safe but might have a little, they might be a little off in their theology. Satanism, and I have like been feeling this since like I started prepping on this and I just felt like I couldn't I, I have a hard time coming to you and just speaking and teaching this one unbiased. Because I cannot I cannot encourage, I cannot say, and I cannot teach these things that they are teaching, that they are sharing, and that they and the person that they are worshiping unbiasedly because I know and I have seen where it leads and it's not a good. And this isn't a fear based look out, like I'm not trying to scare the hell out of you in a sense. Right? Yeah jokes. Uh, I'm trying, if anything, to say that Satan literally only comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The temptations, the sin in your life, the stuff that he throws at you to say, hey, this won't hurt you that badly, or hey, don't you really want this? This will make you feel good. And if you do it, there's more in it for you when you go down that path. Trust me, I've both been down that path and seen the people who've been down that path far enough where it felt like they couldn't get back. And yet, on the other side of that, I've seen Jesus be bigger and greater than the end of the path. And He's come and He's given life. So there's four steps to our story. We have a history. We know where we've come from and we know who we've come from and we know who loves us. And that begins and ends with God. There was a creation, a fall, redemption, and restoration. That is the four parts of our gospel story. God exists. He's all-powerful. He's all-knowing. He's wholly good. And yet, evil still does exist. God is good and a good judge. Let me make this real. I often fall short of expectations and goals. I feel it all of the time. The very reason that I believe in Jesus is because I realize how short I fall in my successes and in my failures and both of those extremes I'm not satisfied in my soul. And there's more in that. It's about who he is and who he's made me to be. There's a hope, there's a hope and a love that can't and won't come or be earned by me. I can't earn it. And yet Jesus loved humanity so desperately that even though it fell short, time after time after time after time, rescued those who were willing to give their lives to him. And know that there is an attorney that's far better. I'm grateful for salvation that I could not earn, for a love that's unconditional, for love, for being loved by the one who made me. This is countercultural in our day and age, and will be the defining thing that we need to bring into our culture as Jesus followers: is the love of Jesus, a love that says that doesn't say "do this and then I'll give," it doesn't say "if you do this and then I'll 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 reward you." It's look what I've done. You can live in light of that. Okay. So this was a weird one, admittedly. I I didn't know how to come at this. I didn't know how to explain it because there's so much in all of this. But does anybody have any questions? No? Did it all make sense? Was there any point of clarification that you might have needed? No? It's okay if you didn't understand it. I, I can make things unclear sometimes. Okay, well, um, let me pray then and then you guys can go to life group. Jesus, I pray that you reveal yourself to us all. God, I, I desire so deeply, so desperately for a deeper desire, a deeper knowledge of you, and for the people in this room, that these people go into places with people that don't know you, who don't understand what you've done, and what's possible, the life that's accessible in you. Lord, I pray against the work of the enemy in our, all of our lives. Some of us in the room are far too aware. We know too much what it means to suffer. We know maybe evil too much than we'd like or feel comfortable to. I just want to pray right now in the name of Jesus that the light of Christ would shine in those places. That the places where the enemy thinks he has a foothold, where he's one, where he he, he thinks he's one, where there seems to be no hope, Pray that the hope of Jesus would shine, would break down walls, and would welcome us home. Pray all this in the name of Jesus.